Hi everyone, this is Lara Taubman uh, reporting for the sixth episode of my podcast, Graveyard Sessions, reporting from Wolf Island, Canada, where I have been living in my home here for most of this year during the pandemic. I ended up here fortuitously about a week before every or two weeks before everything shut down um, and felt that this was a better alternative than New York City was looking like back in March. Um, and it turns out I made the right choice. Uh, I'm happy to say I certainly miss New York City. I'm a New Yorker through and through, favorite city on earth. Um, (laughs) But um, I really like it here too. And it was such a blessing to be here uh, because I have a core group of friends here, my quote unquote bubble. And while we really all separated during lockdown time, um, we were very fortunate that this area of Ontario knock on wood, didn't have a lot of cases and, um, we could, you know, see each other and there's places to walk here where you're not, there's miles and miles of places to walk where you won't see anyone or you're not on top of each other, you know, um, and we wear masks and stuff where we need to wear masks, but, um, we've been able to come together and make music and in the summer could give performances and uh, have people sitting out on the street because there's not much traffic (laughs) and uh, everybody was safely distanced and it was really lovely. Um, I mean, I just feel so utterly grateful for this situation. I've gotten so much achieved in myself and in my musical work and life that um, I'm very, very very grateful. I also caught up on many years of a sleep deficit. (laughs) So that was also pretty good. Um, and I look forward to the day that I go back to New York city and that the border is reopened. Um, and I can go back and forth at will and with ease. Um, so all that said, Um, I think I'm trying to avoid talking about the next song, Hookup, which um, I'll just start with it musically. Uh, The story behind it is honest. Um, The musical story is kind of fantastic. Uh, I brought this song to Chris. I really liked the song. I brought it to him... I didn't know what he was going to do with it, but he, he really liked it. And we'd already, I would come up here like on average once a month for about a year and stay for a week. And so like the first month we recorded the first time we met, we recorded two or three songs and laid down the bed tracks. Um, and then the next month I'd bring, you know, two or three more songs and we'd lay down those bed tracks and so on and so on. And, So I think this was the second or third time I was here. And um, 
I brought him that song. I didn't know what he'd think of it. He really dug it. And I knew I was making like an album and music that was rooted in the folk tradition, but it was, it was, it took me a while to sort of understand how all the other music that I loved and embraced that wasn't at all folk, um, was going to come out or if it ever would come out. But, you know, these are like, I'm sure for other musicians, these things that you hear that you love, you know, they have, they, you have a certain kind of yearning to create those sounds when you realize that you can. And even if it's conscious or subconscious, you know, it, you kind of, if you just follow, follow the, the dragon, it will take you to those places. And if you can't make that sound, someone else will pick up on it. And, um, and that's what Chris did. So, uh, we laid the bed track for this and, um, Chris has a, there's like a core group of musicians here who he works with. Um, one of them is Jason Mercer, who is a, a bass player, amazing bass player. Um, and Chris and Jason have been working together since they were in high school. Uh, they were, they formed their own band with some others. I don't know a lot about the history, but you can look it up. They're both from Toronto and they formed a band called the Bourbon Tabernacle Choir. They're called the Bourbons and, uh, they were together for a while, um, some years back. And, um, they toured and they had a following and so on. And, uh, and then Jason went on and, uh, he's a session musician, but he also played with Andy DeFranco for many, many years and, um, and Ron Sex Smith and so on. I mean, and, and you can hear it. He's just a wonderful player. Um, and then Pete Bowers, who is from, well, no, he's not from Wolf Island from a town near Toronto, I think. And, um, he's, he, he's always played drums, but he started, he lived up the street from Chris and he actually used to follow the bourbons literally, uh, to go see them play whenever he could. (laughs) And, uh, and then now, um, Pete, um, had a real desire to start playing a lot of drums. And um, so uh, him and Chris got together and their neighbors and, and Pete's just a great drummer. He's got so much heart. It's, it's lovely working with him. Um, and then uh, my dog does, Bettina doesn't really like Pete's drumming, <laughs> but it's not personal. She just doesn't like that noises. And that became very clear when, uh, that first time that he played drums in the studio and Bettina, Bettina would run the other way. Um, and then, uh, um, and actually Pete and, and, uh, Jason and Chris, uh, formed a band called the ropes and, uh, they just put out their first album a couple of months ago and just came out with their CD and vinyl coming soon. And it's a beautiful album uh, Chris Brown wrote all the songs and he plays the keyboards on everything. And he is great keyboard player and, um, um, and songwriter and singer. It just, you know, it's a wonderful 
wonderful thing. They're a wonderful combination. And I feel very fortunate to have them on anything I make. Um, I'm telling you all this because there was one evening, so I, we laid the bed tracks for hookup and Chris was like, look, I have some ideas for this and I needed to go take care of something or I need to leave for an hour. And I, I did. And I took Bettina for a walk or I don't know. I, I left for about an hour and I came back and, um, holy shit, you know, <laughs> I left and, and Jason was there and they were going to figure something out. And Jason had put a baseline down on it that, and you, when you hear the song, you, you can hear it. It sounds like something from like a cop show from the 1970s, which, or, you know, something that from the band parliament or, you know, just something so fucking cool and so funky and so like in the pocket. I just, I was like, Oh my God, who are these people? How did, did they like go inside my mind and hear all the things that I love, you know, and I'd never in a million years thought that hookup could have that kind of, um, association. Cause I always just played it and I played it a lot. I always had the association of it as a folk song with my acoustic guitar, you know? And so, yeah, when I came back and heard that, I, I melted. I was like, I just looked at Chris. I was like, what are we making? <laughs> you know, I, I, and, uh, and it, we made what you're hearing. And, you know, the, mo what I love about that song on the album is, is that, I mainly, I made like an Americana album. Um, and thank God for the genre of Americana because it makes it that I can make an album like I made that has roots, not only in folk, but in country music and Appalachian music, in funk music, in all kinds of, there's so many different, um, uh, roots of things that inspired so much in that album. Um, and I was a little concerned that it was gonna, it was gonna take, I mean, I didn't care. I thought it sounded great. I thought it belonged on the album. Um, I loved how Chris, you know, finished that song. Um, but I just didn't know how it was going to take it. I've never gotten one com of all comments I've ever gotten. I've never had, where one where it was like, this doesn't quite fit. Why is she making a funk song on, you know, something, but it, 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 it wasn't uh, perceived in that way. Thank goodness. And, um, um, it fit, you know, and ultimately to me making songs is just about telling stories. And as long as I'm telling the story, well, you know, how can I deny any influences that have come to me and through me from things that I love to hear? Um, that was how that song got made. And then the, the song itself was inspired, um, about even before I ever met Chris, I was at a time, like it was a rough, that rough time that I've spoken about in these earlier podcasts and I was living in New York city. Um, and, uh, 
I would go to these open mics and around New York City and I I went to one and I found this guy and he got up there and he played a song he'd written. He was a blues player, like blues bluegrass, not blues, sorry. And um he I I liked what he made so much. I was sort of blown away just saying one song. And he came up and I was just like, wow, that is, I told him, I was like, that is great. We started to talk, you know, we got to talking and then we, we, we met up, you know, a few nights later at the next of my or something or the other. And we were talking, uh, uh, I guess we were on a date and, um, and I really liked him. Like I, you know, I wasn't in love with him, but I, I really liked his company. I, I would have liked to have had more of his company. And then, um, so we went home together and I said to him, you know, I, cause I, I really liked him. I, you know, and I just, I was just in a space where I, and I said to him, I don't. I, I want to make sure that I see you again. So I don't think I want to sleep with you. And, you know, like a, like an 18 year old teenager. <laughs> um, I believed it when he said, and I guess I just wanted to believe it. I believed it when he said, um, well, we will, you know, I, I do too. And so we slept together and then I just never, I kind of heard from him again. And it was sort of, asshole-ish, but, um, and then in between the time that I was waiting to hear from him and we were together, I went to a, my brother was in New York city and we went to a concert together. And I, I wish I could remember the concert. I can't, I can't, I keep trying to remember it. I can't. And, um, anyway, I remember watching with my brother in the middle of the concert and checking my damn phone. Oh, just so frustrating. And I, I was just, I was under a lot of pressure at that time, just in general. And I, that, that line came to my head with all, I was sitting near the front. So the music was like all around me. I, I tell you, I've written a lot of songs when I'm at concerts or listening to music. I like, um, a lot of times I'll hear a song I love while I'm writing and I've written in like entire songs or two songs at shows. I don't, I think there's just so much noise. It's just so much bigger than what's in my mind that I can finally calm down and hear what I'm hearing. And if I really love the music, it'll, um, you know, it's a total, uh, visceral experience and it's appealing to every, all of my senses. So I feel really in a, in a zone and I'll just, and I'm surrounded by this music. I can't escape it as music that I love. And so I'm just feeling it in my body every, in every way. And then I'll just start writing. It's crazy how that happens. But that night, I remember we were standing and watching and I heard that line, was it just a hookup? Didn't you feel my heart? And I was like, oh, that's, I like that. (laughs) 
you know? And, uh, and then the next day or a couple days later, I wrote the rest of the song, which is all driven by that, by that night with the sky and what I'd hoped for and what he convinced me of and what I, um, what eventually, you know, what I found out was the truth later. Like I knew it was dangerous. I could feel it. And yet I went ahead and did it. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I, I blew it. You know, my gamble was wrong, even though I had enough sense to know I'm grown up enough to know that that was a bad, a bad gamble, a bad risk to take. Um, but the brilliant thing is the guy gave me this great song and I, the experience was awesome. And, and also, you know, thinking back on it, uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy and everything in his way. Um, but I, then the brilliant thing is I didn't get involved with him because I think looking back on it, don't think he would have been a good person for me to get intimately involved with emotionally. And, you know, he was in his own rebound situation in a bad, bad divorce also, and uh, was taking it out on every gal who came his way. So I'm not the first person that's ever happened to. <laughs> Won't be the last person it's ever happened to. It's probably happening right now somewhere in the world. Uh, but that's the true story of how Hookup got written. And I really appreciate it. I mean, I, I, I feel like I have these situations of these relationships I get into or whatever they are, their relationships and however brief or long. And, and I feel like when I get a song out of them, I get the best of that relationship. Like even if it was just fleeting, I have something, I got an essence from it that created something that's created something for others to hear that, you know, it just, that's really meaningful. That makes, makes it all worth it. It makes, you know, my, makes all my dangerous journeys worthwhile and worth something and turn the negativity into something that, um, is regenerative. Um, so that's it. That's the story of hookup. And, um, I'm going to play you, uh, the song, uh, at the end. And I, I really hope you enjoy it. I, um, hope you will, Go to my website and look around. Uh, you can buy my special edition CD and special poster insert vinyl on my website as well. I ship anywhere for free in North America. It's my pleasure to do so. I I will ship anywhere in the world, but there will be a fee for shipping. It's just untenable anymore. <laughs> I've had some shipment costs of some way out there places from where I am and it's like sticker shock. And as much as I want to get the music out there and my album and CD out there, it's just holy moly, you know, um, I, um, 
Also would love to hear your comments about the podcast on the uh, Facebook page where I post or the Instagram page where I post the new episodes. I'd love to hear from you. I love to engage in conversation about anything regarding the podcast or music or whatever. Anyway, here's a song hookup. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time to the Graveyard Sessions. Was it just a hookup? Didn't you feel my Just